0: Welcome to the podcast. Today, we look into a new development on the origin story of the coronavirus. Uh, Did it come from a lab? Was it partially funded by the United States, at least as far as their research that may have run out of control? We look into that. Uh, We look into the future for Disney. Um, Pat Gray is joining us, and he paints an unbelievable... Uh, picture of what the future for the disney corporation is i mean really all of their businesses are shut down right now it's, it's kind of a disaster dave rubin has a new book out it's called don't burn this book thinking for yourself in the age of unreason he sh- joins the uh, show today for an extended interview also he will be joining uh, my show stew does america tonight to talk about the book as well and uh we go into a story a bizarre one from uh, from Kentucky, where a family uh, was trying to uh, go to the bank and wound up in a giant uh, fight with law enforcement and the bank itself and child services and all of these crazy things. They weren't at the bank to rob it, which might be your first guess. It's much different than that. We'll get into that as well. Today, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast uh, over at uh, at your iTunes app or wherever you're getting your podcast, as well as Stu Does America and don't forget to subscribe you get not only Stu Does America but the Glenn Beck program and Dave Rubin all as part of your Blaze TV subscription go to blazetv.com slash Glenn use the promo code Glenn get 30 bucks off and here's the podcast you're
1: listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program
2: So uh, there was a Newsweek article that came out. Dr. uh, Fauci uh, backed controversial Wuhan lab with millions of U.S. dollars for risky coronavirus research. (sighs) Okay, so what does this story really mean? Let me give it to you in case you haven't heard. Last year, the NIH uh, or actually the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases led by Fauci. Funded scientists at the Wuhan Institute of uh, Virology and other institutions for work on, listen to this phrase, gain of function research on bat coronaviruses. I'll explain that here in a second. In 2019, with the backing of uh, National Institute of uh, Health Aid, the National Institute of Health committed three point seven million dollars over six years for research that included some gain of function work. The program followed another three point seven five year project for collecting and studying bat coronaviruses, which ended in 2019, bringing the total to seven point four million dollars. Our taxpayer dollars went to that laboratory in Wuhan. Now, many scientists have critic uh, criticized gain of function research, which involves manipulating viruses in a lab to explore their potential for infecting humans. The reason why scientists have been against this is because it creates a risk of starting a pandemic from an accidental release. Hmm. Fauci did not respond to Newsweek's request for comment. All he said was most emerging human viruses come from wildlife, and these represent a significant threat to public health and biosecurity in the U.S. and globally, as demonstrated by SARS epidemic and current COVID-19. Scientific research indicates that there is no evidence that suggests the virus was created in a laboratory. Yeah, that doesn't answer the question, because nobody is really claiming that this was created in a laboratory. What they're claiming is this was being researched in a laboratory and somebody got sloppy. Exactly what other scientists warned about. The NHA research uh, consisted of two parts. Um, The first involved surveillance of bat coronaviruses and had a budget of three point seven. Now, the 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 surveillance of the bat coronavirus means they were watching it and they needed to collect samples. We know that that's what the Chinese did. At least they, they played that video. Stu, when did that video play? Was it in December or November? We, we played it on uh, one of our episodes. Um, and we'll have to find it later. Um, but uh, we played it on one of our episodes where the... Do, do we have it? Just run it in the background because I think it's all in Chinese. This was what was on uh, the... The uh, TV network, the national network of China. And here you see the scientists And there. These uh, bats live in caves that only places that scientists can go can reach them. Uh, we can find the most ideal coronavirus. Most bats living here are horseshoe bats. Hmm. If we keep our skin bare, we can keep we can get into contact with the f- feces, which is highly risky here. Okay, that's what they're saying. is in Chinese? Is it always? Is it only just there that get contact with feces is highly
0: risky? I feel like that's a statement you can kind of make, really for any situation. On oh, bats in general, yeah. Bats, I think bats, in humans, general. Uh, dogs, really anything. Yeah. You should try to get, not not touch the feces of
2: things. <laughs> general policy. Yeah, I think that. So. I, I think that's a that's a pretty good uh, rule of thumb. Uh, anyway, okay. So that's the first part, and we know that they did that. The second. Phase. This is the real problem included in additional surveillance work, but also gain of function research. Now, what is gain of function? Well, here's what the proposal from the NIH says. We will use S protein sequence data, infectious clone technology, in vitro and in vivo infection experiments, and analysis of receptor binding to test the hypothesis that percent divergences, uh, divergence thresholds in S protein sequences, predict spillover potential. Now, I'm a doctor and a scientist, so I of course know what that means. But in case you don't. Spillover potential is just referring to the ability of the virus to jump from animals to human. And that requires that the virus be able to attach to the receptors in our cells as humans. So uh, this is what happened with SARS. Uh, It is able to bind at our receptors in our cells in our lungs and other organs This is also what COVID-19 is doing. It's a jump from the bat into humans. Now, here's the problem. The infectious disease expert at Rutgers University, his name is Richard um, Ebright. He says uh, these are experiments that would enhance the ability of bat coronavirus to infect human cells and laboratory animals using techniques of genetic engineering. In the wake of the pandemic, he says, this is kind of noteworthy. Along with two other two, I'm sorry, 200 other scientists, they have been vocal against gain of function research because it risks um, creation of a pandemic through accidental release from a lab. Now, here's the problem that I have. Stu, do you remember we talked to I think his name was Ken Alback. This is 20 years ago, maybe. Yeah. I'm looking for him to see if he's still alive. But he was one of the first defectors of the Soviet Union after the wall came down. He couldn't wait to get out and go to the West. He was a guy who accidentally became the head of the uh, bioweapons program. And what they did was communist countries go and they look for viruses that can't be cured. Then they experiment them, experiment them uh, on them to see how they can make them in an aerosol or or make it spread faster as a bioweapon. The United States, however, does the exact opposite. We do look for viruses, but we look for cures. We don't uh, develop any bioweapon. At least this is what we believe. We don't uh, we don't develop any bioweapon. Unless it we have a cure. So we go and we'll look at Ebola, but we try to cure it. Then we may say, eh, "What can we make this into a weapon as long as we have the cure? Soviets and other Chinese uh, communist countries, they go the opposite way. They try to make it more virile and uh, more deadly and then weaponize it. They don't believe that anything with a cure is a good weapon. So the other problem is the reason why this guy became the head of the bioresearch uh, weapon program is because his boss died as they were trying to weaponize Ebola. They're extraordinarily sloppy uh, and they have poor protocol in in communist countries, unlike the United States, which leads the world in this kind of security. Why? Would we give money to a weapons lab that we had already said is trouble? Why would we give money for something on research to a Chinese government? If the NIH wants to study this thing, then study it here. Why would we give it to China, which has already proven itself to be unworthy of being able to handle this kind of stuff? Now, here's the biggest problem. The media... Is jumping through hoops. Washington Post was the new coronavirus accidentally released from a Wuhan lab. It's doubtful. Yahoo. Trump administration pulls NIH grant for coronavirus research over ties to Wuhan lab at the heart of the conspiracy theories. Uh, Vox, why uh, these scientists still doubt the coronavirus leaked from the Chinese lab. CNN, New York Times, top administration officials have pushed intelligence agencies to link coronavirus to Chinese labs. Why are these organizations so eager to say what Trump is now saying? Friday, he pulled back uh, from the lab. What happened was they had a ban on this that Obama had put in. It lapsed, and Fauci just went through and did it secretly. That's the story, at least at this point. So why, why does the press not want this to be true? Is it possible that Jeff Bezos with The Washington Post has too many business deals with China, Is it possible that NBC Universal, which is owned by Comcast, uh, has too many business deals? They were going all in. They've got a new theme park that is opening in Beijing, supposed to open this year. Also, the Chinese uh, consul general made a visit to Comcast headquarters on February twenty seventeenth. As the travel restrictions began to be imposed due to the coronavirus, the same travel restrictions that China and the WHO are trying to shoot down when that was happening. That's when Comcast met with the consul general uh, at their headquarters. After that meeting, China released a statement and they specifically talked about the theme park for Universal. Is it possible that there is a, some sort of a deal that goes on there? Is it possible that something else is happening uh, with Comcast and our media? Is it possible the reason why Google and YouTube are censoring any, anything? How can we possibly talk about this if YouTube and Google say that this is a conspiracy theory? I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't know what I know about the coronavirus. This is the weirdest news story. The more I read, the more I know, the less I know. I'm not sure of any fact anymore. Are you? Stu? Are you, are you sure of anything at this point? It's a really limited the coronavirus? Uh, th- amount of things you can be con- entirely
0: sure of. Like, I would have probably said... Uh, Pretty recently that I was pretty sure that the most common effect of coronavirus, this coronavirus was fever. The most common symptom was fever. And then a report comes out. It's like, actually, it's not 80 percent of people who are coming in that that have fever. It's 30 percent.
2: It's like, wait a minute! Well, like this is the most basic. We have thing. drones. <laughs> they're, they're defecting. Defect, the, the president walks from room to room, and he gets his fever. He gets his yeah, temperature check. Exactly. I thought that was the first sign. And again, like I don't.
0: We may find out that that study's wrong, and that it was right all along. But they shake your foundation on this constantly. Uh, you all know the it's time. It's very difficult the time. to understand what is going on. Uh, and you know there 's no each new day there 's a new study like i'm i'm pretty sure right now right as I say this i 'm pretty sure that the idea that you 're going to get this outdoors in all in almost every circumstance is very unlikely like if you 're in a place that has good um uh, ventilation and you 're outdoors. Winds blowing, like unless you're screaming into somebody's face or sneezing into somebody's face and they're breathing in heavily, like the chances of it happening are very, very low.
2: It seems like that, especially if you're if you're six feet away, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. And and, and, and it's a sunny day, a hot, sunny day. Exactly.
0: I mean, it's like all the research lines up behind that right now. However, am I sure that next week they're going to come out with a story that the only place you can get it is outside? I wouldn't be
2: surprised at this point. (laughs) I would
0: not even be surprised. Right.
2: I mean, this is the craziest thing. We have shut down the entire world. We are now banning certain theories on this. And that's all we have. We don't have the truth on this. We have no idea what the truth is of the coronavirus. Science hasn't been settled on this. So it is it's so incredibly frustrating. And I think that's what leads people to say. Uh, I, 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 conspiracy theories or or leads people to say enough is enough. Enough is enough. You guys still don't have any idea. And you're telling me I could die if I go to work. But I got news for you. <laughs> I'm going to die. My my business is going to die. My children are going to be living in the poorhouse if you don't let me go back to work. You guys don't know what the hell you're even talking about, and I can't trust the media to tell me the truth. I think that is happening in America, and somebody needs to address it.
0: The best of the Glenn Beck program.
2: Hey, welcome up to the uh, program, Mr. Dave Rubin. How are you, Dave, from the Rubin Report?
3: Beck, it's good to be with you. You know, I heard your intro and you were talking about how we don't know who to trust. And I have to ask you a question first, which is, as one of the few Wait. people that I trust, what the hell am I doing in California? Why am I here? I have Why no, am I giving I don't people know. all my money? I don't know. I can't even go to the beach anymore. Um, why why, why would you be here? I
2: have been telling you for years. I have a very nice studio complex. Used to be the Paramount uh, movie lot in Texas. Plenty of room. What are you doing in 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 California? It's insane.
3: You know, I jokingly, well, it's barely a joke. I I half jokingly tweeted the other day, you know, I'm frustrated with California and they've got helicopters monitoring the beach. And why, why am I here if I can't go to the beach? Which, by the way, everyone in SoCal, especially this weekend was 85, not a cloud in the sky. It could not Mm. have been more of a perfect Southern California day. The the exact type of day that is the only reason people live here and pay all the taxes and everything else. And of course, we're all trapped in our houses. So I tweeted out something like, uh, you know, if I can't go to the beaches well then Texas and Florida and you know a couple other states are looking pretty good and I, I tagged Ted Cruz so I'm hoping that maybe you find people of Texas <laughs> will, will put together a put together a package because you guys do have phenomenal studios I work with the blaze already and and now yeah. now totally kidding aside I am considering it I am considering it how can I live well, in you a place should
2: that is and can I tell you something but I believe there there is no package to consider here. It is the freest state in the union honestly i don 't get any special uh, uh benefits at all the, the, There is no better state in the union to do it um, it's We have a great governor um, our our uh, texas um, senate and uh, and house they only meet every two years, so they don 't pass any laws i mean it's that 's fantastic it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not kidding you, man. Like you.
3: I'm, I'm considering it. I'm considering Good. it. It's, it's, how can I We'd live in a place with you. look, the governor of my state of California is Gavin Newsom. He is he is the former mayor of San Francisco who wrecked mm-hmm. San Francisco so badly with high taxes that then Peter Thiel the tech billionaire Peter Thiel left San Francisco to move to the free thinking LA just to escape San Francisco and now LA is crumbling and obviously we have a progressive mayor here too so it's not really fun hey. to think about you know you you know I have a great operation here in a beautiful home studio and everything and I, and I do love it here but you know at some point the rubber meets the road and the things that I believe in and fight for you know do get played out in my real life and I, we're considering it
2: I have to tell you something, Dave. By the way, Dave Rubin is the host of the Rubin Report. Uh, highly, highly successful on uh, YouTube. Uh, he now uh, has his own, uh, you know, his his own uh, business, and he also has uh, a Rubin Report on the Blaze. If you don't, uh, if you don't know Dave, you should watch Dave. And he's the author of a brand new book called "Don't Burn This Book." Um, thinking for yourself in the age of reason, which we'll get to here in just a second. Dave, did you watch the uh, the protests in California this weekend? And and what were your thoughts on them?
3: I I did. You know, I saw the clips on Twitter that everybody saw. And look, first off, generally speaking, I'm enthused that you know, some lefties here in California might be waking up to some of this stuff. So, you know, look, it's not as if there's no conservative or libertarian-leaning people in California at all. I mean, you know, Ronald Reagan once was the governor here. So there there are some people here, especially if you move more towards Orange County, you know, it leans a little more right. But I think actually for the first time, I mean, I mean, I'm seeing this. When I walk my dog on the street now and people that know me come up to me, they're kind of hinting to me like, yeah, it's getting pretty crazy here. You know, people that you could tell this is not really their their political alliance, You know, thinking that they're anywhere on the right or something. But what's happening is if you push people to the point that they cannot leave their houses for two months, and how does it make any sense at this point, if I have quarantined for two months, that I if I have a friend who lives a half mile away that he can't come over for dinner? I mean, we're not allowed to have dinner together if we're both young and healthy and have done all of the proper precautions. And you know, the series of other things. So it's like you can go to Target, that's okay. And by the way, don't burn this book as a bestseller at Target, but putting that aside, you're allowed to go to Target, but you can't <laughs> you can't go to smaller bookstores. Why are we telling why are we telling smaller stores that they aren't allowed to institute some sort of program that would allow allow only a few people in. So it's almost as if this is absolutely designed to crush every small store. And I'll just say one other thing, which is that when I drive along the main boulevard here, and you you know where I live, that the, you know, of course, we're seeing all the small stores closed, but it's fairly obvious to me that 90% of them will never come back. You know, these strip mall areas that had sort of older stores that were probably just hanging Mm -hmm. on. It's like, they're not coming Mm -hmm. back. So what are we going to do? And you can only push people so far. And even the lefties, will eventually push back.
2: Your whole area. I do know where you live. Your whole area is, you know, one big Boulevard that has all of these specialty shops, their little mom and pop stores. They they can't come back. I mean, I, I read a story in California this weekend where people are opening up and saying, you know what? I couldn't get anything from the PPP. Uh, I I I'm I'm not able to survive. I have to open because I'm going to go out of business anyway. And my only chance is to hope that maybe somebody will come and frequent my store uh, in defiance of everything because. I'm going to go out on anyway. I'm going to be living on the street. So, I mean, yeah. w- what do people do? What do people well, do? I think, yeah. So,
3: look, first off, the more, the more perverse part of this is that it's not as if they're really telling us what the plan is. So, it's like they tell us, okay, finally, we've do, been doing this for almost two months. Now, just over the last couple of days, they closed the beaches. Now, that would imply that the numbers have started to rise again or that they saw something happening at the beaches that was that was Dang. causing a spread but there's no evidence of any of that nobody has issued a statement any and our deputy mayor you may have seen the video on Twitter he took the helicopter ride and tweeted out a video of empty beaches and the way he tweeted it it was it was as if he was proud of our empty beaches and it's like Dude, you guys are ruining our state. Now that, of course, Glenn, and I know you know this. That is not to say that everyone should just pile onto the beaches with no masks and be on top of each other and the rest of it. But give us some reason, give us some way, so that you can go out there that with a is, blanket, stay a couple feet away from people, and just let us let us try to live instead of controlling us.
2: So here's the th- here's the problem, Dave. No one gave us the tripwire. I've been asking since January. What's the tripwire that's gonna close these things down? What are the factors that you're looking at? It seemed you're right, it seemed totally arbitrary in a in a situation where we didn't know anything about this virus. Now as more and more factors come in and we're pushing to open it, they won't really give us the tripwires that are solid like the beaches. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We know that this or we supposedly know that this is uh, killed by sunlight. The, the odds of getting it outside the the odds of getting it while you're surfing by yourself. Impossible. Impossible. Yeah. What, what the hell are you basing any of this stuff up on except a power trip? We are not being told so we can participate in it. This is not a representative government anymore.
3: Well, I think what you're seeing is that the people that like state power are basically frothing at the mouth at the moment. So you're right when you say that you have a great governor and Greg Abbott in Texas. He wants the economy to move forward. Now, it does. he's not saying, let's just open up and have a free-for-all. They're going to have to test some things and see how many people can be at restaurants. And then maybe if there's a little bump, they'll have to adjust. That's how a mature person deals with the problem. Mm-hmm. But how an, immature, mm-hmm. how an immature person deals with a problem is just sees a problem. And then what would a child do? A child would grab everything or flip the board over if it was a board game or something like that. So they're not telling us anything. They're just saying, we control you. And unfortunately, I think too many people in California and probably in several of the other blue states have just been conditioned to think that just because someone has power, that that power is righteous. But I don't think... I have no reason to believe, especially if they won't tell me why they're doing it. Why should I believe that Gavin Newsom knows what he's doing? What evidence does he have that I am not privy to? And, and why wouldn't you give me that evidence? So we got to start questioning them, right? If there was ever a time, Glenn, to fight for anything we believe in in America, certainly in my lifetime, I think in your lifetime as well, it's like this is it.
2: Yeah, this is the biggest event in our lifetime. And I think our I, I think our country is truly hanging by the thread because you are losing the 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 entry level uh, businesses, you're you're losing the entrepreneur, uh, the entrepreneurs, you're losing the ability to get back up on off of your feet. And it's all being caused not by some natural disaster, but because people are telling you what to do. So this isn't my fault that we're going out of business. This is the government's fault that I'm going out of business. This is China's fault that we're going through any of this.
3: And by the way, you know, a little risk is part of life. That's actually part of the human experience. And that, again, that's not to say you just do everything willy-nilly and, and get out there and cough on people and, you know, run into we, old age homes and all that. But a little risk is exactly what made America great. And they're, Dave, so in many ways, you, this whole thing is is counter to the American experience.
2: You are you are such a dangerous individual for even saying that, Dave. I mean, (laughs) we are violating all of the Bill of Rights, the things that are enshrined in our Constitution as governments shall not do these things. They're doing all of those things in the name of a right that doesn't exist. I don't have a right to be safe from infections. You cannot guarantee that, right? I am born without that natural right. I, I mean, again, it's not that you do stupid things, but the yeah. government cannot guarantee this. They're saying we're going to keep everybody safe. You can't. And it's not a right. You cannot violate the things that are in the Bill of Rights that are explicitly laid out to to protect a right that doesn't even exist doesn't exist back with dave rubin here in just a second the uh the name of his book is don't burn this book thinking for yourself in the age of reason we'll get into that because it's more important than ever this is the best of the glenn beck program and don't forget rate us on itunes if you think you have seen government gone mad, you haven't seen anything until you hear the story of uh, Mary Sabatino and her family. They're from New York. They moved to Kentucky. It's a family of seven. They homeschooled. You see where this is going already. Uh, they're freaks and they're from New York, so they must be disease ridden. And why would you have seven kids, let alone homeschool seven kids? Well,. Uh she comes into uh, the town. She's doing some banking. And uh, this is before any of the coronavirus restrictions of, you know, quarantine New Yorkers or anything like that happen. And she leaves two of the kids uh, in the car. And because they're old enough to be left in the car and the other five she has to bring into the bank. Well, as she comes in, the teller says, whoa, 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 keep your distance. Why do you have five kids with you? She said, well, there are two they're too young to be left in the car without adult supervision. Uh, you got to leave. You got to leave immediately. Well, by the time she gets home, somebody had made an anonymous call and said that uh, they weren't social distancing. And uh, somebody observed these kids and this mother leaving with a man that was not the father. And they he was manhandling these children. And they saw bruises. So immediately department of children and family services come out this is where it goes insane mary sabatino is with us now hi mary how are you
1: hi so what happened was Uh, on the um 17th we had gone to the bank to open a checking account mm -hmm. and we had been running errands all day fine no issues everyone was nice and friendly we get in the bank and the teller starts screaming at me to take the children outside I said, I have to open a joint account with my husband. It'll only take a minute. He'll stay with the children. The whole exchange, you get back, get back, keep back, get them outside. So when we got home, my husband and I were just saying how crazy the experience was. We get home, and there's a state trooper and a child service worker at the door. They said they had to see the children immediately that they received a call that we were out in public with five children with grandma's on their upper arms, and I was with a man from New York who was not related. I said, man, it's cold outside. They're wearing jackets. How could anyone see their upper arms? It doesn't matter. I'm here for an investigation. I have to come inside and interview the children. He comes inside. He separates the children, interrogates all the children. And then he had an issue with the homeschooling. And why do we have seven children? Uh, how can I wait, ensure wait, that wait, I?
2: wait, 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 wait. Wait, what does that have to do with with anything? I mean,
1: That's what, I what do does that have to do it? My first question was not the father. I said, Do you want me to get you the birth certificates? He is their father. You're calling him dad. No, I have to interview the children. You stay right here. So he brings them in the kitchen and he's asking them if they get enough to eat. Does your mother allow you near the refrigerator? What are their feelings towards homeschooling? And then what they wanted to undress them. They took pictures of the children, even though they had no marks anywhere on their bodies. Now, I have a daughter that's about 10 years old. This is a male social worker. And he comes in, he makes them lift their clothes, and he's taking pictures of their bodies. When all is said and done, after the initial call, which was about grab marks, now he wants an investigation because why am I homeschooling and how can I give adequate attention to that many children? Oh, my gosh. Then he says, you have, you have to make a doctor's appointment this week. I need full physicals for them. Wait. So I call every doctor and I cannot get an appointment.
2: Right, because it's coronavirus time.
1: Yeah, it just started, so it wasn't that crazy yet. I hadn't been aware. There weren't that restrictions yet. But I called doctors, and they said, we can't see anyone. So I called the caseworker back. I said, they've, you know, they've never missed a well visit. Everything's fine. I can't get a doctor to see them. Well, you have a week for them to be seen. So I went online. I called everyone I could possibly think of, and someone told me, reach out to HSLD, a, the Homeschool on Legal Defense. And when they got involved, they were able to help me with that.
2: So what did they do?
1: Well, I was told that the case the caseworker told me that he had to get a supervisor involved because of the concerns with the homeschooling and how could I provide attention to all that many children and the fact that he wanted them seen that week. When the homeschool legal defense attorney spoke to him, he said it was merely a recommendation that I take them to the doctor.
2: Ah, okay.
1: Which was not the case at all. He told me I had one week to do that. Right. So we're still waiting for the whole case to wrap up, but it's just beyond crazy that based on a false accusation, they could come in your door like that.
2: So, Mary, why did you guys leave New York?
1: We left New York because New York was getting too, too liberal for us. We wanted a big backyard. We wanted a nice place to raise the children. Where we could homeschool them and enjoy the outdoors, and where it was a little more freedom.
2: Yeah, and I mean, because this honestly sounds like what would happen in New York. It shouldn't happen in a place like Kentucky.
1: No, we were we were quite happy here. Everyone we quite friendly. It was so out of character for the whole area.
2: Have but your neighbors actually- said anything since?
1: Oh, no, no one. We've had, since we've gotten here, it's a beautiful area. Everyone's nice. Everyone's friendly. There's no issues with anyone. Even we've been out other places, we didn't have an issue. Just in that one bank where they went crazy that you can't have children out in public. Mm.
2: Now, um. But
1: it's actually uh, with the homeschool. Homeschooling schooling's legal, and we followed every, um. Yeah. You
2: know. No, if you, you have a. To a with, uh, hey. Mary, we we are living in a time that our grandparents wouldn't have been able to understand, uh, where if you have, you know, f- over four children, even four, probably you're, you're like, whoa, look at that. And seven. That's crazy. Our grandparents used to have 14 children. Uh, I don't know how women ever were walking around, but they but they did. Uh, and now, you know, with seven, you're a mark. If you're seven and homeschooling. You have to be insane. But let me ask you this, Mary. Mm-hmm. You have seven children. You homeschool. I have uh, two children still left in the house. And uh, I'm about to lose my mind on, on the homeschooling thing here because uh, it ain't working. Any tips? Because I think America really, it is not. I mean, you're cut out for homeschooling. Clearly, some of us. I mean, I barely have the dad thing down. Teacher to teenagers. Mm hmm help
1: oh oh the homeschooling works out so well that we actually we continue it sometimes on the weekends, even for two hours just because that it keep it's a structure of it the children enjoy learning with it and having good private school and beforehand they enjoy so much more being home and being able to focus more on subjects that appeal to them
2: how many how many how many kids do you have in your family How many parents, your parents had how many children?
1: My parents had 13. I'm number seven.
2: 13. And how did your mother provide for all of you? You obviously were neglected.
1: (laughs) My mother homeschooled us all. My mother and father both had college degrees, and there was a lot living in New York. There was a lot of stares and a lot of comments on that, but... You wow. know, everyone turned out well. Everyone went on to college. I have physicians, assistants, for brothers, accountants. You know, no one grew up to be the mm. criminals that people thought that they would be or disadvantaged. So, everyone grew up successful.
2: Mary, this is uh, this is this used to be the story of America. We understood this now. For some reason, we don't anymore. Um, where is this case now? What has to be done to get the state off of your back?
1: Um, It was the caseworker informed the attorney that it was handed to his supervisor, and I believe there's about two weeks left for them to make a decision on it.
2: And what is the decision that has to be made?
1: Whether they'll close the case or continue it. Now, the allegations were only that the children had grab marks on their upper arms and that the man who was not my husband was with me. But the caseworker, (laughs) because he came to the house, those allegations were cleared up. But now I'm being investigated for having seven children and for homeschooling them, which is, you know, it blows my mind to be investigated
2: now you have you have really good attorneys now if you're if you're with the uh homeschooling defense league you're 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 in good hands um uh but mary i you know they had an election there just recently in kentucky and things went a little insane you should uh you should maybe consider texas This is a good place to be free in texas um oh, that was god bless my you
1: i chose kentucky
2: ah. choose mm, carefully uh, <laughs> uh we understand mary thank you so much god bless you and the whole family please let us know if anything comes up and we can help you uh you know these weasels tend to disappear when the light turns on they're like cockroaches and they go underneath the refrigerator when the lights turned on so if we can help you you let us know thank you so much i mary.
1: pray so thank you bye
2: you bet god bless mary sabatino I mean, I think you can see why she's under investigation. Am I right, Stu, or am I right? Sounds out of control. Out of control.